Welcome to I Shouldn't Have Had Kids, a comedy parenting podcast hosted by two working moms of three kids who are somehow surviving life with boys. You can download this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play Music. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and review. Share your thoughts about the show. The parental sanity you save may be your own, or possibly my mother's. Well, I have a lot of emotions uh-huh. wrapped up in this. Yeah, and I'm not here to help you suss them out. Yes, you are. <laughs> I only have Karen once a week for a 50-minute hour, and I lost my fucking notes. <laughs> You're it, babe. <laughs> Stay tuned if you want to know what the notes are about. <laughs> Jesus. Where's my notes? Welcome to I Shouldn't Have Had Kids. I'm Ellen. And I'm Bonnie. And this is a comedy parenting podcast. You know, we're podcasting for parental sanity, ours and yours, and God knows we certainly need some sanity these days. <laughs> yeah, and thanks to our three boys whose pseudonyms for the show are Tigger, Lola, and Shy Guy. For letting us use their stories to illustrate just how damn hard parenting can be to get it right. As if there is a right. If there is, we go through a lot of wrongs. And I mean a lot to get there. <laughs> Two important caveats, though. One, please remember, we're not experts Mm-mm. at anything that might actually help you. So <laughs> if that fact bugs you, we invite you to file your complaint under not our problem. <laughs> That's right. And uh, the other caveat, we sprinkle the show with a healthy dose of F-bombs and other inappropriate swears. Uh, yep. We say the things out loud that most parents keep to themselves and probably should. Yeah. Well, we're going to say them for you. Mm-hmm. So you're welcome. That's right. Yeah. On today's episode of I Shouldn't Have Had Kids, we're going to get real about stress. As you know, we'll jump into that topic, but we never do right away because no. we like to chit chat just a bit. We're going to shoot the shit for a minute. Speaking of shit. This is <laughs> shit I love. <laughs> oh my God, we've got a big one. Yeah, we do. Do, 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 do. Welcome to the world, Sienna Fay. Our brand spanking new niece just arrived today. And the crowd goes wild. <sighs> she's so cute. She looks just like her big sister. She looks just like her it's big sister. Kind of weird. Yeah, she looks a lot like her mom, though, too. Yeah. Uh, I think Natalie. bottom lip. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. I just want to. Uh, can't uh, wait to meet her. She's so fluffy. <laughs> That's a good one. I love it. I love having her here, and it was so much. It was so much fun because we were on Baby Watch. We've been on Baby Watch for um, was she late? I I thought the baby was due like the twenty sixth. I think the baby was due yesterday or Wednesday. Anyway, Uh, at any rate, rate. she was going to get induced last week, and then she went in, and they said, "Mm, sorry. (laughs) Non-essential. Not yet. And she was like, oh. And and she's so huge, right? And so then the plan became that she was going to be induced today. And so, of course, naturally, quite seriously and literally naturally, at Mm -hmm. 3 a.m. last night, she went into labor. That's all it takes is (laughs) the booked appointment, and then your body goes, nah, I'm uh, not going to do that. (laughs) Let's do this thing. So she went in, and they did end up actually um, speeding it up a bit with mm-hmm. some, uh, what's, what do they use? Pitocin. Pitocin. How could I forget that name? Um, and so that baby came fast. That baby came in like seven hours. Yeah, and, and Lauren looks like she's going to probably go for a run tonight. Honest to God. Hair curled. Her hair was curled. She looked just, rested. She was like stock <laughs> photography. No new could mother we, looks like could that. Could we get the haggard looking woman who just gave birth in here, please? No wonder Jason fell in love with her. Oh, my God. Congratulations, Jason and Lauren, and welcome to the world, little Sienna Faye. What a cute name. 
Siena Fe, New Mexico. I, yeah. Do you know the way to Siena Fe? <laughs> it's a little extra syllable in there. But a little we can, extra. We can work with it. <laughs> Siena, too extra, uh, I guess. Hey, I have found a brand new um, uh, content website. I'm so you, excited you about it. it. Yeah. Well, I did. Actually, I didn't read the link you sent me. I didn't Are even you serious? see where it was from. And then it's, I, I don't know where I... I don't know how I ran okay. into this other thing. Of all the links in, in all, all the world, world you had you to walk, walk into, into mine. mine. Yeah. How did you stumble on it? I, I really find that uncanny. I don't. Unless it's like trending. Maybe it is. Maybe I saw it on Facebook or something. Okay, we'll get to it. <laughs> I like this. Hello, your little hand gesture. Yeah. Facebook. <laughs> if you have not heard of, uh, what's it called? Sweeney's? McSweeney. McSweeney? Oh, yeah. yeah. McSweeney's Internet Tendency. Oh my Which God. I don't even understand the name, but it's funny. It's full of funny stuff, it's you guys. It's really funny. Did you, oh, and you have a link here that you'll probably post. I Oh, I will post this, but I'm going to read yeah. you this blog post because it so perfectly captures what's going on right now for our kids and therefore for their parents. Um, this is emails from my children's school before 8 a.m. during the COVID-19 crisis. <laughs> Did you read this? No, oh, I can't good, wait because this is like McSweeney.com. McSweeney's.net, everybody. Yeah, we'll post this link to this particular um, to this particular entry. But this is by Anna Royal or Anna Royale. I don't know. I guess it depends on which side of the bed she gets up on. <laughs> Royale. In the morning. All right. Monday, April 27th, 2020, 6 a.m. Good morning. This is an email to let you know that we will be sending another email later this <laughs> afternoon. That email will contain a special passcode. And in a separate email, we will send you the link that requires this passcode. After that, we will be sending email updates in 15-minute intervals with meeting times you will have to remember for the upcoming week. The first Zoom meeting your child will have is at 6.53 a.m. this morning, and the following one will be at 10.07 a.m. These times have been specifically formatted so that we don't overuse our server, so please do not attempt to join at 10 a.m., a nice round number that you will more likely remember, or at 8 a.m. when your child might actually be awake. Oh, my God. Monday, April 27th, 2020, 615 a.m. Because you have multiple children at our school, please know that child A will have her Zoom meetings at 8.53 a.m. for math, 10.07 a.m. for science, 2.21 p.m. for social studies, and 4.14 p.m. for story time. While child B will be having his Zoom meetings at 9.32 a.m. for morning meeting, 11.46 a.m. for music, 12.09 p.m. for story time, and 1.13 p.m. for his daily primal scream. It is important that your child arrives promptly to these Zoom meetings and we will be sending out homework assignments in the five apps on your child's iPad that they must access daily. Now, these assignments will be posted in no particular order, and there is no search function, so you will have to scroll down through 200 weeks of posts to find them. In addition to these times, please refer to the inbox on your child's iPad for further notifications on the 3D marble sculpture in the spirit of Michelangelo's David that we expect him to carve up for Tuesday. Oh, my God. Monday, April 27, 2020, 7 a.m. In order to maintain a sense of community, we are sending the speech that our head of school usually gives each week at our all-school meetings. <laughs> Please take a moment to reflect on each of his 5,200 words in eight-point font, and in a few hours, we'll be sending a reflection on his reflection, as well as 20 links to adorable five-minute videos of our students expressing their own reflections as they face the challenge of juggling their screen time between TikTok, YouTube, and Netflix. We are working hard to keep our community together. Monday, 
April 27, 2020, 7.01 a.m. In case you missed our last email, with our community message, here is another one with a summary of what was said. Monday, April 27, 2020, 7.30 a.m. In case you missed the live video announcement made last night at 12.01 a.m., perhaps you were busy trying to get an Instacart delivery slot, please know that we have activated your laptop cameras and will be continuously assessing your response to online learning, as well as grading your ability to not only parent your children, but also to move them through the 15 hours of activities posted daily on their iPads. We will expect you to find all of them on your own, as well as the individual links and passcodes. We will be quietly judging you every time your child misses an assignment or a Zoom meeting or finds the hidden stash of double-stuffed Oreos you were saving for yourself in the pantry. And we will be shaking our collective heads in disappointment as you give in to your child's piercing cries and screaming tantrums as they throw their $1,500 worth of iPads across the dining room table in desperate frustration. Strange, they never, ever acted that way for us in class. And that, ladies and gentlemen is your life as parents right now. We get the morning, what's it called from um, the boys' high school? Oh, the morning something or other. The morning something or other. It comes at like 7.46 p.m. every night. Morning announcements. Morning announcements. <laughs> well, the other day it came in at like dinner time and it said morning announcements. That's what Most, I just said, 7.46 oh, oh, p.m. I thought I was thinking morning. Because for a while they were, I'd wake up. And Promptly, they every were. morning. Yeah. It's great. And then it came in, must have been stuck in drafts. It's... <laughs> It's my favorite excuse in the book. It's getting pretty long in the tooth for all of us, isn't it? And and good news. Brand new announcement from the um, governor of Washington. The stay-at-home order is going to now be extended to uh, June 1st. Mm-hmm. Woot. May, May 31st. Woot. Well, I call that June 1st because that's the day I'll be sprung. Yeah, I call it 2021. <laughs> so. Oh, God. Help us. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good thing, though. I don't think we're ready. No, I totally agree. It's just that I am losing my mind. No, yeah, I know. I'm absolutely frazzled. I'm at total loose ends. You know that book, Have You Seen My Mother? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to rewrite it to Have You Seen My Mind. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what I saw this week? You should. I should. Trademark, copyright. Yeah, don't touch it. Can't have it. It's Anybody, ours. That's ours. Have you seen the guy who um, raps Dr. Seuss? I know he exists, but I haven't seen any of them. It's a white guy who's rapping Dr. Seuss, or is it hip-hop? I don't know. It's some breed. It's some crossbreed between those two. It is hilarious. The guy's really funny. Anyway, maybe I'll post that for you all, too. Because some entertainment. Some entertainment for you. Are you sick and tired of the COVID news yet? We think so. Yeah. I'm also getting sick and tired of all the shit people are doing in quarantine like just, i don't want to see any more home improvement projects do you do just, you want to see the beer i made just stop yeah <laughs> no i don't want to see your beer i don't want to see i don't have your beer. workout i don't want to see how many books you've read and i know i'm insulting some core readers right now i still love you some I core just, readers oh core listeners <laughs> you know who also can fuck all the way off it's you yeah that's right i think it's already happened Oh, oh my God. I don't know what that means. I'm having a cramp in my calf and we have no bananas. Ow. She really is having a cramp. This is fun to watch, ladies and gentlemen. Terrible. <laughs> I feel real bad when you wake up with these in the middle of the night. I know. I get so many of you them. You throw yourself onto the ground. <laughs> that scares the hell out of me. 
It's, yeah. It's, it's like a home invasion, uh-huh. but you're just doing it yourself. It's really bad when both legs cramp at the same time. And sometimes the knee does it as well as the calf. Yeah. So then I have a knee and two calves cramping and no bananas. And it's you, a bitch. Your bow jangles through the bedroom. <laughs> I'm walking. I'm doing laps in the Potassium or something. <laughs> Help me. Speaking of watching... Um, I've been having just a grand time today watching the animals on Explorer.org, oh which I brought up before. But I have to tell you. You're obsessed. Imangusi, South Africa. Oh, sure. Bless Sounds... you. I don't know if that's how you say it. Im- I beg your pardon. Imangusi. 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 I don't know. It's in South Africa anyway. Uh-huh. Tonight I watched a mama baboon cuddling her baby to sleep. Okay. It was so sweet. So this baby's like, you know, suckling and getting all comfy and it's getting dark. And she's like doing that thing that parents do where they pretend to sleep with the baby. Like yeah. she's closing her eyes. Mm-hmm. And then there'll be a sound and her eyes pop open. And it's that um, like when a, a light shines in a cat's eyes yeah, and yeah. it reflects back. Yeah. It's not red with so her. she looks possessed. She looks possessed. But then at one point... Um, there's a sound and she kind of and there's all this rustling behind her and the baby's like squirming and trying to get comfortable and she kind of sleepily opens her eyes halfway and all of a sudden over her right shoulder from behind her pops up this little teenage baboon and he's like huh <laughs> and his eyes are like blasting at you I it's thought, the creepiest creepy I thought you were going to say teenage boy oh my god you said that teenage would be... baboon <laughs> But anyway, he's like, you know, putting his arm around her and Aww. trying to get some love because he's a little jealous. You yeah. Know? Anyway, um, and the mom kind of shrugs him off and he's like, yeah, well, fine. I didn't love you that much anyway. <laughs> he takes off. <laughs> he's like, I'm out. He's, I don't know. I'm just assuming it's a he because he's being so interruptive and we are the mother oh. of three boys. <laughs> Disruptive baboon. <laughs> yeah, interrupting cows. You've heard of Annoying Orange. Annoying Orange. Disruptive Baboon. Disruptive Baboon. It's a whole new cartoon series. The other thing I've been watching on explore.org. Did I post this? Have I posted this I link for you guys? I don't think so. I'm going to have to. It's obsessive, though. Well, because I sit in the office with you and I think you're listening to Calm, the app. Yeah. Ambient sounds. Yeah, it's just But you're the watching forest. the animals. Yes. <laughs> I watched a giraffe eat for like five minutes the other day. Some people get up and walk, go outside and get fresh air. <laughs> you take breaks and watch e- the- eagles feed their eaglets or whatever. Oh, my God. The eagles tonight with their eaglets were amazing. Okay. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. In Decorah, Iowa, this bald eagle mom has three. Is it eaglets? Is that the name? I don't know. It's awkward, but let's go with it. No, they're awkward. They're the funniest things I've ever seen. I can't remember how old they are now. I I watched them right after they got hatched, like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Okay, so they're not old. They're not that old, no, but they've grown so much, I can't believe it. But But in COVID time... In COVID they're time, like they're like 300 years old. Yes. But they are so um, uncoordinated and they can't really get their Their talons are huge. Baby talons? Yes, yes. Oh, that's exciting. And, and so they kind of start to stand up and then, you know, like the wind blows and they literally fall over. Fall over. It is the funniest thing to watch. Anyway. Where, I'll, I'll where are they? These are in Iowa? Yeah. Huh. Decorah, Iowa. I've seen so many bald eagles lately. One swooped so close to our house. I know, and I missed it. You said it came right over my head. Yeah, and I saw it. I mean, it must have been right over your head. Hmm. It was unbelievably close. I can't believe I missed that. Damn, because that's, you know, could be a, a spiritual moment for me. It was probably hunting the rats in our backyard. Oh, yeah, probably. In the ivy. We got to get rid of that goddamn ivy. The Ivy Extraction 2020. Yeah, so the, there was a um, there was Ivy. There's Ivy all over this rhododendron that we're gonna we're gonna save its life. Save the roadies. <laughs> That's 
That's right. Let's start a GoFundMe. We are to save the roadies in our backyard. Let's start a GoFundMe for the fucking rhododendron. Just take the money for ourselves. And next to the next to the roadie that we're trying to save, that's all wrapped up in um, ivy. I mean, suffocating. Yeah, like a bad lover. It's so amazing. <laughs> Like anyway, a bad lover. It's true. Just will not let go. Oh, my God. Um, so there's a plant next to it, and it's really kind of pretty, and it's got these beautiful little um, berries on it. And I'm like, what is this plant? I've never seen this plant before. And Ellen comes over, and she says, the plant is dead. Look at this. I can put my finger through the trunk. The plant I is what? put my foot through the base of it. Yeah, so I took a picture, and I'm like, Facebook, what is this? But can I first say that you were like, no, we're not killing this. I'm going to bring this back to life, mm-hmm. whatever this is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Facebook said, we don't know what that is. It's so pretty, yada, yada. And I said, I just hope it's not Ivy. And someone said, not Ivy. And I'm like, phew. (laughs) And then someone said, download this app. It'll tell you what it is. And so I downloaded the app and I uploaded the picture. And God damn it, it was Ivy. It was Ivy. And then I joined. Mature Ivy. Yes. And I joined. So I Google it. This is really a fucking riveting story. (laughs) I Google it and I don't see that same plant at all so i join a local facebook gardeners club and post the picture and i no sooner had posted it and i had that little like swirt that little bloop bloop that someone was typing and they're like no that's what that is is a variety of ivy that is so old at this point that it has found a host (laughs) (laughs) the hollow tree whatever it used to be yes so it's gotta go and those, and then another guy jumps on and he's like, destroy it, get rid of it as fast as possible. <laughs> birds eat those berries. And then when the birds poop out the seeds, it takes root again. And his his post was quite panicked about <laughs> so how quickly we must get rid of it. I think the moral of this story so is... we didn't go back outside. <laughs> if you live on South Hill and you can't figure out why your yard keeps popping up with ivy, all I can say is, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> it is the birds eating our berries of the ivy we didn't know existed until Ellen yeah. put her foot through the trunk. So now we know. And that's the one you were ready to bring back to life. Because yes. it, it doesn't look. It's pretty. It changes. It matures. Yes. It gets better with age. This is the gardening section of our... Um, <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I know. <laughs> fucking snore we felt like detectives that night though we were like yeah it was good we've cracked the case okay one more shit i love we had a very interesting experience this week i think it was thursday Mm -hmm. at 7 30 in the morning and i look outside and there is a car parked in our driveway and i'm like What's that car doing, Ellen? Who's... Yeah, because there should be no one visiting, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, And so I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm still in my pajamas because all I do is throw a shirt on and, you know, drag a comb through my hair and maybe put some mascara on before I, <laughs> before I pop open Zoom these days. Um, and I'm thinking, I can't walk outside because I just look ridiculous. You know, it's the workplace mullet. I've got, you know, business on the top and pajamas on the bottom. <laughs> um, and so all of a sudden... Somebody gets out of the car and starts walking up and down the street. And now I don't have my glasses on, but I squint my eyes enough to where I can make him out. And I'm like, Ellen, is that Greg? Is that Greg, our former pediatrician? Is that Greg, our family friend? Is that Greg W? What is what in the hell is going on? Yeah, and she and looks he, out and like she walking says, walking up and down the street, looking at houses. Yep, that's him. And, like, and so... Uh, so I'm thinking, well, he's going to eventually figure out which house is ours, and he's going to come to the door, so maybe I should get out of my mullet. But And why? 
Is he here? Why is he here? We can't. And he's got something in his hands. Yeah, he's carrying a bundle of something. a bundle of something. So I'm I'm wondering. I'm wondering. I'm wondering. I'm waiting for the doorbell to ring, and all of a sudden I see the car pull out of our driveway and leave. And I'm like, what the heck? And Ellen says he just left something at the front door. And I'm like, what? And so we go to the front door, open it, and there is a package. And what did the note say? Yeah, it said. It said, Michael, here's some more books for your beer making. Sorry, we won't be able to enjoy one on your porch. Uh, here I go. Best, Greg. Or something like that. Yeah. 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 I was like, where the fuck is he going? Right. So I text him and I'm like, okay, the weirdest thing. Funny thing happened on the way to the forum. You know, I look at my window this morning and I like tell him the story. I'm like, what in the hell? So come to find out, he sends me this long, lovely, beautiful email it was I mean, a text, text, and it was the longest text I've ever yes. laid eyes on. Yes, and um, you've heard us talk about going to Spencer Spit with our big tribe of people who um, our kids all went to school together, and we've been going to the Spit camping together every summer for the past 15, 14 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's one of those people, and so, I mean, we go back a long way. Plus, he was the pediatrician for um You go the back two- longer than preschool, because yeah. he was Lola's pediatrician, right? He was Lola's pediatrician. So when I... At birth. Yeah. When I had Lola and they found out I had cancer. And so I had had... I had grown a baby who was sitting on top of a giant tumor. Good job. Yeah. You go figure. You you want stress? (laughs) Let me tell you. (laughs) And so I'm pretty sure that the baby's going to, you know, be malnourished and and malformed and have all sorts of problems. Of course, he's 6'8 and robustly healthy. healthy. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but so I go into a, a brand new pediatrician in a brand new town, and it's Greg. Yeah, so 19 years. 19 years ago. And um, it was really great because he, he not only took care of Lola, but he really took care of me, too. And he calmed me down. And he's like, he's going to be OK. And you're going to be, you know, everything's going to be OK. Yeah. And he was there with us and for us through that whole thing and through many other instances. So it was a bittersweet shit I love this week yeah. with Greg out front. And um, I wish him well, and I'm going to miss him like the Dickens. And I can't believe that's how we found out he was leaving because he couldn't remember which house... <laughs> Was Michael's. Yes. So he left the, yeah, he left the, the beer, but I texted them and I'm like, come get your damn books. <laughs> hey, hint, Greg, ours is not the house with the Tesla. <laughs> uh, yeah. They have the Batmobile. <laughs> we have the Subaru. They've got and the, the second Subaru. The, what do you call that? Shipping, they have the shipping container with the prayer flags in their front yard. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, our neighbors are in the middle of this big project, and so yeah. they had a shipping... Air quote. What exactly <laughs> is this project? I'm not so sure. I love it. The crowning... That's our view out the kitchen window. The crowning touch, though, is the prayer flags. I love it. I love it. I love it. Because that helps. all those kids. <laughs> Hanging prayer flags. In a pandemic. On a giant royal blue shipping container. You know, it's the size of the back of a flatbed truck. <laughs> but the best part is that our neighbors are from the south. And so she, Kim is always saying, oh, my God, I love I'm so sorry about your view out your window. I can't do it, Kim. But oh, my God, she's adorbs. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get a text. <clears throat> That's OK. <laughs> so I close out Should I Love with Godspeed, Greg. Yeah. We wish you well. We love you. He doesn't listen, but I'm going to say no, it anyway. No, he doesn't at all. <laughs> He doesn't even know we have a podcast. Oh, but God. That was, that was really great. It was. It was really funny. And then yeah. he drove away. All the strange like that. shit that goes down during a pandemic. Because nobody 
like people have come to the door and I look out and they're like standing in the driveway waving, but they've like ding dong and then they wave like, hey, thanks for telling me you were here. And they're in their mask. <laughs> no, no. The best. Oh, 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 oh. Here's a good story oh, for you. No. We're in the middle of of the workday. And we're at home. And so, as Ellen said, people think, well, if you're home, you must be available. Well, we're not. We're working. <laughs> at eight five. We're at home trying to work mm-hmm. during a pandemic. Mm. As soon as I stopped trying to pretend that I was a black belt at working from home mm-hmm. and I just accepted the fact that I was at home trying to work, mm-hmm. things got a lot easier. Yeah. So did the new lighting and the blinds that oh we installed God. in the home office. <laughs> so we're sitting beneath our new lighting and we are you know, have arranged our blinds so that we're just perfect in the office. And all of a sudden, I look out, and there is my best friend's husband, who, um, as you well know, because you listen to this show, he's in the middle of going through treatment, which is a bloody awful thing to do in a pandemic, right? He's got, he's battling cancer and battling it brilliantly, I might add. Anyway, he's standing out there, and I'm in a meeting, and Ellen's in a meeting. And so I, like, text him, hi, we're in a meeting, sorry. And... He smiles and he waves and then he takes his bike helmet off and he has shaved his head bald. Oh. And it was awesome. He looked, he was rocking that bald look. Yeah. And he, he has that great. early spring bald look where you've just shaved your head and so you have a cap of absolutely white. <laughs> and this is not the cap he was wearing that was absolutely white. It's just what happens when you first shave your head. Mm-hmm. No Been sunlight. There, done that. That's right. But um, yay. Because that is, there's some freedom in that, let me tell you. Well, and I didn't even know what was going on. I just looked out and saw that he was standing there bald. He was, like, (laughs) naked, except a mustache. And I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) Who is that? But he looked Uh, great. Yeah, he did. He did, so. Okay, let's, uh... Let's, let's get stressed out. <laughs> Too late. Too late. <laughs> you know, parenting in a pandemic is, um, God, it is super stressful, as you know, and we say every goddamn week. But um, the extension of the stay-at-home order didn't help this week, I don't think. I'm glad that Governor Inslee has done that. But it's interesting to watch how the kids deal with the stress as well. So we've got Lola, who is all political sigh on our ass. And every time he opens his mouth, it is about he's literally Henny Penny. The world is coming to an end. It's going to happen tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So if you want to know, just ask him. Shy Guy, who's got all kinds of things on his plate, but not a lot of school. Um, <laughs> he's. Uh, well, he I can't... think he's doing a lot of schoolwork. No, but he just doesn't get to go to school. Oh. He doesn't get to see his girlfriend. He doesn't, you know, there's... His, yeah, his abs- his social network is gone. It's just online now. Yeah, it's yeah. No face-to-face. But he can't sleep, so that's nope, a bummer. He can't. And then we've got Tigger, who's holed up by himself with a couple of roommates, um, and he's struggling to finish his thesis. His computer, something happened to his thesis that he had worked on for like a month, and so now he's having to find all of his um, sources again because he lost the citations. Anyway, the extroverted half of his brain is absolutely fucking losing it. He thinks he's an introvert, which I think is the funniest I've thing ever. I've heard him say that a couple of times. Not an introvert. He needs to be by himself, but that's... Uh, hmm, I struggle believing that one, just having watched him grow up. Yeah. And how he yeah. craves play dates and sleepovers yeah. and summer camp and he constantly wanted to be around people and so now to hear oh i'm an introvert i'm like i know i'm gonna fuck i'm gonna have him take the 16 personalities test which is something we did with the boys you guys if you want to do something fun with your kids have them or with yourself 
<laughs> or with your parents, anybody, anybody you know. Yeah. Um, this would be a good Zoom meeting because it'd be interesting. Anyway, take the 16 personalities test, and it's it's an update of the um, Myers-Briggs. Briggs. Yeah. And um, find out what makes your kids tick in a completely agnostic and independent sort of way. Yeah, so that's a good one. It is. The kids loved taking it. So I'm going to have... Um, I'm going to have Tigger take it, too, so that mm-hmm. we can That'd see if he really is an introvert. I don't buy it. Anyway, all of them are also falling into some bad technological technology, I guess, habits. Um, and, you know, you got to pick your pick your poison. I'm not worried about it. Which mountain are you going to die on? Not Probably that not one. that one. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Fuck it. And then we parents dealing with our own stressors. There's too much to do. Everybody's worried about money. Even mm-hmm. if it's still coming in, I know you're worried about it. Um, worrying about food and the kids' future and kids' careers. Oh, God. Universities are getting sued. Did you see that today? No. Yeah. Anyway. That sounds great. Um, 20% of parents in um, a study that was done in early April by the University of Michigan, 20% of parents said they were screaming more at their kids. That was the term that they used, screaming. Really? Yeah, and corporal punishment has gone up as well. I have a a friend told me that his friend, who's a cop, said that in their town, domestic violence calls have gone up 20%. Oh, that's special. Mm -hmm. Damn. If you know somebody who's dealing with that, invite them into your circle. Let them come to your house for quarantine. Seriously. But don't tell the abuser where they they are. (laughs) <laughs> That's always a problem. Um, here's what the researchers are saying that I read. Researchers about what? Parenting in a pandemic? Because here's the deal. What are they basing it on? <laughs> well, no, this is... there's no precedent for any of this. So, like, to talk your kids off the ledge during a pandemic when you're hanging a little on bit by different. your fingernail yeah. is real tricky. Yeah. Well, the Center for the Study of Traumatic Stress, so they're okay. dealing with traumatic stress in general, mm-hmm. at Uniformed um, Services University of the Health Sciences in Bethesda, Maryland, Jesus, could they come up with a longer name, said that unless kids experience a family member getting ill or having a pre-existing mental health condition, they're going to be fine if the adults do well. So that means... Okay, so the adults have to stay chill. Uh, they have to actually be chill, I think. I think you have to genuinely, like, be coping. So I don't know what you do if you're not coping. Well, bottom line is kids take their lead from us, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then I read this really interesting article. It was... Uh, when do you have time to do all this fucking reading? Just last night. Okay. It was... Um, I forced myself to do it. I was so tired. But... Um, <laughs> You're such a champ. That's right. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Read more, read more, dun, 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 dun. read more. Um, Sarah Waters, who is an assistant professor, this was interesting, at WSU, as in um, Washington State University. I read this. It's a good article. I read this. In the Department of Human Development. That's where she works. Yep, and yep, she, yep. Had, she had a study that was just published in the Journal of Family Psychology mm-hmm. in April. And it's titled, Keep It to Yourself, Parent Emotion Suppression Influences Physiological Linkage and Interaction Behavior. Hmm. What? (laughs) Okay, Okay, wait a minute. Actually, so new research finds that parents who suppress their feelings of stress around their kids can actually transmit those feelings to the kids. The study found that children had a physical response when parents tried to hide their emotions. Okay, get this. How about that? 
I'm going to get to that in just a second. But okay. this is so crazy because I read an article on sciencedaily.com called mm-hmm. Everything is Not Fine. Kids can tell when parents suppress their stress. Yeah, they're referencing her. And they're referencing her stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We must have been researching the same topic. I can't believe it. That's so weird. It's almost like we planned it. What? <laughs> um, I just. Yeah, I do find all of this, though, like super interesting and truthful, but it's like. I just feel like it's still super unprecedented. I mean, I'm at loose ends. I don't yeah. – I'm not hiding it. I'm not trying to hide it. I'm stressed. I'm pissed. Yeah, but I wonder if we should and, try to hide it. Well, what Or do to we, a certain extent. But what do we do with it? Because I have – Nowhere to go. I have gone running mm-hmm. 11 times in the last 13 days. <laughs> You're still stressed. It's not helping. Yeah. And I'm running hard. I'm running so fast and I come home and I, well, for me, like I'm pushing myself to the limit because I just started one day. Yeah. I didn't like couch to fucking 5K it. I just was like, boom, I have to do something. I have yeah. to do something that I'm in control of that I'm choosing. Yeah. Because I feel like all my decisions are being made. You have no choice. By a virus. That's right. Right. Yeah. And and the news, the news is just absolutely killing me did you notice that we haven't watched the news for like four days i watched it tonight oh why'd you do that i watched rachel oh my god because you guys were working on your stuff and i was cooking dinner and i thought what's my best friend rachel up to <laughs> is she your spirit is her animal this hair week? longer than mine at this point no she has Answer somebody no bitch yeah. i know she's got someone cutting her <laughs> she's hair got someone cutting her fucking hair god okay so you know the thing that I will say, a couple of things, is that I know from experience, so I, we, we say we're not experts, but there are some places where I am an expert. <laughs> I agree. And in living with um, the unknown yeah. and the I could die at any moment or somebody I love could die, I am <clears throat> a black belt at that because I'm a two-time cancer survivor, period. But out of that experience came um, something pretty remarkable. And I don't think I've ever told this story um, on the show before. I remember when Tigger was like two years old and um, we had our experiment in putting him in Montessori, which was a really bad fit um, because he's just bouncing off the walls all the time, which is why we call him Tigger. Anyway, I went to pick him up after school and all these little two and three year olds wanted to do this race. And I said, OK. And I made them go across the field and I put my arms up over my head, kind of like I was doing yoga. And I was like, ready, set, go. And I and their job was to run at me and then slap my hands as they ran by. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm watching these kids and I want my son to win the race. He's mm-hmm. two years old and I want him to win the race. And I'm like, come on. I'm thinking, come on, Tigger. Come on, Tigger. And he was so knock-kneed when he was little. And I watch him running across the field and he falls behind the the, the first boy and then the second boy and then the third girl and then the fourth girl and then the fifth girl and then the sixth boy. And the first kid runs across the finish line and slaps my hands and he says, I'm first. And the second one comes and slaps my hand and says, I'm second. And it goes on like that. I'm third. I'm fourth and they're so happy. And I'm thinking to myself, he's never going to be able to play soccer or basketball. He'll never win a race. This is awful. Look at those knees. What's I mean, I'm literally stressed watching my son. And what is he doing? He is smiling his bright, vivacious smile. His dimples are so deep you could fall into them and in a rainstorm drown. And oh, that's he is cute. happy, happy, happy. The sun is shining and he slaps my hand as he runs by and he goes, Mom! 
I'm last, <laughs> with as much joy as the kid who said I'm first. And I thought, you'd better smile, bitch, because he's watching you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding you. And oh, so, my God, I love it. I just wondered, you know, what was wrong with me? That that's, that was my internal dialogue. You know, my son's mm-hmm. not going to win the race. Mm-hmm. And then something much more significant happened that really brought this, um, this home for me. Mm-hmm. And it was when my hair had finally fallen out. And, you know, when when you were battling cancer and your hair starts to fall out, yeah. you're like, I don't care. I don't care about hair. I just want to live until it actually falls out. Yeah. And then I think especially for women. Well, and I don't have any experience with it, even living with someone because this yeah. is before my time. But I, my guess is that it, you don't wake up and you're bald. It's coming out in clumps. It's coming out right? in clumps. It comes out in the shower. You wake up in the morning. It's on your pillow. Yeah. It's demoralizing. Sure. And then I, my mom was over at my house, and I had my husband at the time shave my head because I couldn't handle it That's anymore. That's brilliant. Well, I thought so, too, and I walked out to show my mom, and she burst into tears. Yeah. And well. that was what killed me. But anyway, so I digress. Um, <laughs> I, decided, I decided that I needed to have a wig, and I read about a place that um, provided free wigs, although I could have just gone down to the local cancer center. They had plenty of bad wigs down there. But no, I had to send off to Chicago. <laughs> and um, so I, I, this, I go out to get my mail one day, and Tigger's with me, and I open the mailbox, and there is the package with the wig in it and I open it up standing out at the mailbox and I pull out this wig and Tigger thinks this is the most amazing thing he's ever seen in his life. Uh-huh. Oh my God, there's a head of hair in the mailbox. You know, this is this is a good day for him, right? So we go inside and he's following, he's, you know, like a puppy behind me and we go inside and I stand in the bathroom and I take this wig, which is kind of, it, the hair is kind of red and it's kind of flipped up in a little bob and um, it has bangs and it's bad. It's bad. And it has been combed in a long time. And I put it on and I look in the mirror and it hits me that mm. I am bald and I'm fighting cancer. And I have two small kids and life is really shitty. Mm-hmm. And my lower lip starts going. Oh. I'm gonna, yeah. And I look down at Tigger and he is looking at me with the same look on his face that he had when he ran across the finish yeah. line in absolute last. And he's like, oh, hair in a mailbox? And now my mom, who was bald, has a head of hair on her on her baldness? This is the best day ever. And I thought, you know what? I could continue on my day and model for him the sort of behavior that says, I'm afraid and I think I might die and I'm miserable, and I'm going to spend my last time on Earth with my two boys mm-hmm. crying my eyes out. Or I could be happy about finishing last and just do it with big dimples that you could fall into and drown in on a rainy day. And so I made that choice because that was the only choice I had. Well, thanks so much for joining us tonight, everybody. On that note. <laughs> <laughs> what, did I just go on and on? No, not at all. But that's like such a powerful story like it is like that's kind of the lesson right the modeling yeah the modeling lesson except it's so hard to model when you're stressed the fuck out well you had two little kids who wouldn't have necessarily known any better you had a newborn and Mm -hmm. a two and a half year old but these guys know better now these guys know better and so that's that's what i have found super tricky because i'm like no you know the economy will recover and that opens up Pandora's box of why I'm wrong and all this shit. And for me... <laughs> you mean you're talking about Lola correcting you about that? Well, he's not necessarily correcting me because he just has a different it's opinion. my opinion that yeah. it will recover. Yeah. 
the timeline is irrelevant. I'm not going into the timeline. Maybe it's 10 years. Maybe it's next year. We don't. I mean, the point is, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Because it stresses you out. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. And I would like him to model some positivity. Yeah. For me. Yeah. Or journal it or FaceTime a friend. But I'm not in a position. I'm hold. I'm barely holding on. So to have to like talk about the economy. I, I can't. I don't have anything left. It's all I can do to sit and produce high quality work all day, mm. wondering in the back of my mind if this is my last day, if I'm going to get yeah. furloughed or something. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's a real possibility. Yeah, it's a real possibility for everybody. It's a real except well, evidently where I work because we just have not so everybody, much work going on. But it's a real possibility for a lot of people, or worse, laid off or fired mm-hmm. or whatever. Or somebody in the family has COVID. You know, and so I'll I'll be like working and feeling pretty good, and then all of a sudden I I think to myself, okay, well, what if and how many mortgage payments and what would it look like? Oh. I don't know how to model positivity right now. I, I, mm. I honestly don't. I talked about that with my counselor today on telehealth. I'm like, I am not being a good parent right now at all. I'm overcompensating in this area. I'm mean in this area. I am just want to cry all the time. You and everybody else out there. And she walked me through a whole bunch of stuff. And I made all these notes and I fucking lost the piece of paper. <laughs> with the notes? Yes. <laughs> That's what I was looking for before we came down here. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, I lost my notes. I lost my notes from Karen. <laughs> I'm so upset about that. Well, they haven't gone anywhere. It we was can't in go my anywhere. Pocket. <laughs> I know, but I I don't know. And out of context, someone might read those and go, Well, that's rude. But it's like all these you know what I mean? It was like all this anyway. So I guess the point is, because now I'm gonna just go off, is I am flailing. Yeah, I'm really flailing because there's other divorce, illness, death. Mm -hmm. There is a lot that I can model positive behavior and cry with you privately later. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Or that I can go for a long run and it helps a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm lost in a pandemic. Yeah, I am. There's because he's right. It's not like what he's saying is isn't right. You're talking about Lola. Yeah, I'm pointing to Paul because he's down there trying to get a paper. <laughs> Just trying in. to help the listeners out. Yeah. It, it is not that he doesn't know what he's talking about. He absolutely does. You just don't want to be reminded of but it. But I can't take any extra extra right now yeah. and try to process it and yes. and try to come up with something that's like mm-hmm. where because isn't that the goal of parent like as a parent? Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't, but I'm a, like a fixer, right? And so you are I, a fixer. I'm, I'm not a fixer. I walk into a situation. How can I help? How can I make this better? How can I control your emotions? Mm-hmm. Which is another mm-hmm. thing that Karen and I talked about. <laughs> <laughs> Today was a big day. <laughs> a lot of growth got written down that piece of paper. <laughs> I don't know where it is. But anyway, yeah. So I'll stop and let you say something. But I really feel, I really feel like, uh. I don't I don't think I'm alone. There's a lot of parents that are just looking around going, I don't because that's like the screen time. I'm usually really anal retentive about screen time or this, that or the other thing. And, and I read an article that was like, you know what, that pro- just let that fucking go. That's right. <laughs> because if they're playing a game or chatting with their friends, that actually might be the what they need. Best thing they could be doing yeah. right now. Yeah. Especially a kid like Shy Guy who is so social at school. 
and he's not seeing his girlfriend. He's not playing yeah. baseball, but he's still connecting with those people. Yeah. And so fine. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, and I was just thinking when you were talking that um, like this morning we have a, a standing uh, uh, weekly creative meeting for the creative team where I work. Mm-hmm. And they're like, eh, I don't know, 10 of us, I think, who, who gather and we usually have a topic and a focus and we get some work done nice. and we, you know, share stuff. And this morning, nobody was ready for the meeting at all. And so we were just winging it. Mm-hmm. And it was just an hour of people talking about the stress of it all. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting to me because I felt so much better at the end of it just to have, just to hear that I wasn't alone, mm-hmm. just to hear somebody. Look, I need our podcast is what I need. Mm-hmm. I need to listen to our podcast. You know, I want to hear somebody else's perspective and go, oh, yeah, I'm not the only person who's feeling like that. And the other thing about that is that, that I, I have, um, uh, let me see, guilt stress. What do you have guilt stress about? I haven't lost anyone to COVID. I haven't lost my job. You don't have COVID. I don't have COVID. I haven't lost my house. Mm-hmm. Two of my three kids are right here. Mm-hmm. Well, I have one. Well, yeah. <laughs> and um, my wife and I are good. Co- I'm a good cook. And my wife <laughs> cleans up really well. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you've done a really good job. But I mean, well, I feel most- guilty for being st- all stressed out because I don't have any of those other really giant pieces that a lot of people are dealing with right now. And I'm so sorry if you're one of them because that sucks. I think another thing that's really fortunate is not all the time, but for the most part, you and I get along really well. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm crazy about you. (laughs) That's so nice. You're my best friend. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And we're not in like muddling through. We're not. You no, know what, we, you took, know what I mean? we took a like, drive to go see tulips that had been beheaded last week. No, but I don't mean muddling through. Just like, to have time together because we like being together. Yeah, that, exactly. Like that. we're really solid. Yeah. Like, life has thrown us a ton of shit and it can throw us a lot more. And, it, yeah. and we're going to be okay. Bring it. Especially if I can find those notes. <laughs> um, I think the Calm app is awesome. Has been really helpful for me. LeBron James does a, a guided meditation on that. Did well, you I see haven't. That? No. Yes. I saw that he's on there. I have not done any of the meditations. I really want to. But for right now, when I listen to the soundscapes and I'm working, it really I, I am not a woo woo person, but literally I can block everything out and focus and get some really good work done. And I don't think about it. Because... There's nothing woo woo about listening to meditation, to no. listening to soundscapes. Well, I guess not. It's no. just never been something like white noise, listening to the beaches and I shit. I love it. Or listening oh to the God. rain. I live in the Pacific Northwest. I don't need to <laughs> fucking listen to rain on my noise-canceling <laughs> headphones. I can just put my ear to the window. But the the forest, ambient, for, ambient forest sound has this moment where, like, a, tr- a tree creaks. I want to, like, chew on that sound. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> I told Lola and uh, Shy Guy and Shy Guy the other day, they were talking. I was talking about the fact that when I was pregnant, because we were talking about your sister, Lauren, and how Mm. pregnant she was. And Mm -hmm. I said, when I was pregnant with you, um, uh, Lola, all I wanted to do was eat watermelon. And I can to this day eat an entire watermelon in one sitting. So can he. And so can he. And when I was pregnant with um, with Tigger, I ate salsa like it was really? nobody's business. Oh, my God. I ate so much salsa. But what's really funny is that I said, you know, there are some women who, are, um, when they get pregnant boys, they have a craving and actually have to chew on um, tires. And their eyes no bugged. No way. Oh, yes way. Chew on a tire. They like to eat tires. No. Yes. God, again, we've just gone, oh. 
myself. But um, remember in the good old days, in the yeah. simple days when stressors <laughs> <In February>. for <laughs> stressors for kids were really simple things like learning how to ride a bike mm-hmm. or taking a test or maybe asking a girl out or promposal, dumbass, mm. dumbass name, promposal. <laughs> and those have gotten just over the top. Can I just say, if you mm-hmm. don't know what a promposal is, it's when you ask a boy or a girl to go to the prom with you, but it's a promposal and they get really extravagant. For those of you who don't have kids well, this age, guess get what? ready. What? Not anymore. Not anymore. Not this year. And it's not looking good for next year because no motherfuckers won't stay home. <laughs> um. Do you remember that? Uh, speaking of uh, riding bikes, do you remember that video we have of Shy Guy when he's three years old and he yeah, gets on his here little I go. Riding, my, riding bike. my bike and he's wearing butterfly wings? Yeah. <laughs> so fucking cute. Oh my God. If I can find that, maybe I'll post that too. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to post a bazillion things. Um, but I did, you know, we've had some stressful situation with the kids through the years that sound like absolutely nothing now, but they might be worth bringing up because, regardless of the pandemic and regardless of where you're at with your finances and, you know, regardless of life, mm-hmm. these are the kinds of things that are still going to stress kids out. And it may just implode them because it's on top of a pandemic. But um, learning how to drive a car. Oh, my God. Watching the boys learned how to drive a car that's, that was that's really stressful i loved it i thought i thought it was hilarious but i didn't have to teach them you did i did yeah yeah because i would not be a good teacher you know how some people when you're driving and you get you're slowing down people like grab the dash because it's just like a reaction and, and then you put your your foot on the um, right. brake pedal in front of you even though there's no brake pedal in front of you because you're so in the passenger seat you do that yes and that's okay I, it's really but crazy. that wouldn't be a good teacher for a kid. No. Because it would absolutely <laughs> fuck, the, fuck them up. And I'm... Don't ha- I don't have any... One of my favorite... Like, whatever. One of my favorite... Slam on the brakes. <laughs> um, stress stories about the kids and driving yeah. is when we're all going to Spencer's Fit um, and we are taking, because we're nut jobs, two cars because there's five of us and five bikes and a kayak, kayak and a lot of stuff three guys. tents and duffel okay. bags for a week all right and all the right, kitchen all right. sink and the dog and no our just ho- the bocce ball horse and six chickens and... <laughs> anyway Fuck. so i love camping is... so hard <laughs> this is Ugh. the first year that um that lola is dri- no not lola it was tigger this is the first year that tigger is driving and so Tigger and Lola. He's and not sh- 16, though. Like, it's the first year he's driven us there, but he's a good driver. He's like, mm-hmm. he is a good driver. 18 at this point. Is he? Yeah. I mean, he was, okay. he'd been driving for a while. All right. For sure. So he, he's got, all the boys are in, in one car. They're in the, I think this was before the, maybe it was the Volvo. Yeah. This is before the Lola totaled the car. Yeah. Thanks, Lola. Anyway, um, they were in the Volvo and we were in the truck. And so yeah. and we had Shy Guy and his friend. In the truck jump seats. Oh, that's right. And then I think, right? Yes. And then it was Tigger and Lola in the Volvo, and we're carpooling towards the ferry. Yes. And we're singing, and it's a sunny day, and it's a lot of fun. And, you know, I'm driving a road I've driven a thousand times before, keeping my eyes peeled for cops, because that's just how I roll when I speed. And, yeah, maybe I was going a little fast. Okay. So whatever. So we um, go to Starbucks. Go to Starbucks to get some coffee, and all of a sudden we get a phone call. I just, well, we're... we're uh, oh, we're waiting for them? Yeah. This is what makes our friend crazy when we correct each other's <laughs> story. I don't, care. don't listen, then. 
<laughs> yeah. What do I care? I think we went, we pulled into Starbucks and we called them to say, pull into Starbucks and oh, didn't yeah, get a call yeah. back. That's right. Finally got a call back. Okay, we're almost there. They pull in and their eyeball, <laughs> their eyes are fucking popping out of their heads and we're like, oh no, something has happened. Mm -hmm. Well, it turns out. That um that Lola was just Tigger. I mean Tigger was going too fast and he got pulled over and I'm like you what did you get a ticket and he said yeah and you know I think I've talked before about his his finger crunching finger swirling thing that he does he just like you know here's the church here's the steeple open the door <laughs> yeah, and see he, all the people but he, he, he rings literally his rings he rings his fingers together so his hands are ringing and his eyes are popping out and um turns out he did get a, a big fat ticket. And then slowly, little bit by little bit, we get the whole story. And I don't even think we got the whole story that day. But the the long and the short of it, he says, well, I was just trying to keep up with you. I got yeah. pulled over because I was trying to keep up with you. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. And so he's trying to blame us. I fucking lost it. He's... I almost ruined the weekend with my bad <laughs> attitude about it because he's trying to blame us. But then we also find out from Lola, bless his heart, that yes. the cop had been following them with their lights, his lights on or her lights on for quite some time. And they had had the music blasting so loud. And he didn't adjust the mirrors. He didn't He didn't even have a rear view mirror. So he didn't know. He didn't hear. He didn't know. He didn't see, and he's yeah. just like there. I'm sure they're singing like Hamilton or something, right? Blasting down oh, the for road, sure. and this cop is probably like, so we're Son going, of a bitch. we're going <laughs> seventy and a sixty along with all the traffic, probably, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then I don't know what he was doing, but to say that it was to keep up with us <laughs> just made fucker. me so mad. <laughs> God, that pissed me off. Because the thing is, here's the thing. This is the thing about what makes me so crazy about kids. See, this is what we should be stressing out about and not a pandemic. But go ahead. Well, this is Throwback Thursday. I'm really excited <laughs> to be able it's to Friday. talk about this shit. <laughs> well, we typically record on Thursday, so play along. Okay, I will. Here's the thing that makes me so fucking pissed off about this kind of stuff with totaling the car. You're just dropping the F-bombs everywhere. We prefaced that at the opening. Okay. Totaling the car. Backing into a pole yeah. at the burger joint, putting yeah. a big red dent in the back of the car, getting a ticket, yeah. breaking furniture, mm -hmm. putting big... What are they going to do about it other than shrug their shoulders and go, sorry? I know. <laughs> There's literally no recourse. So getting a ticket mm -hmm. was like the best because that's on his record. Yeah. Right? So oh, and he, he had to go to court. He had to choose, defer, and not get another ticket for seven years. Which was smart because he was going to college and wouldn't be driving anyway. Or pay for it or whatever. But even if they pay for it, until they're like completely off your fucking insurance <laughs> and paying for their own car stuff. You're still paying for it. You are still paying for it. <laughs> so it's just, you know, it's a shrug of the shoulders like, oh, well. They were duly freaked out. There's no question about it. But, yeah, but at the end of the day... He, he was still trying to pin the blame on me. You, God, that made me mad. At the end of the day, when there's major stuff that goes down, mm -hmm. or they break something, or they mm -hmm. bash something, or they you know, get paint on brand new shoes. Financially, it's the parent who has to deal with it. The other thing about driving that's so funny is when... Now, 
I don't understand this. Shy yeah. guy, I don't understand shy guy. I'm just going to say that right now. He doesn't because... fucking talk. <laughs> he's talking more now. It... Hey, wait, hang on. I'm telling a story. Okay. So when he's learning how to drive, he's got this thing because he's really cool. We've told you this before. Super cool, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, he very cool. And the and he does not, he's really, uh, he goes along to get along, you know, he's just that kind of a guy, unless you ask him to drive the car to school when you're going to drop him off on your way to work, because this is what happens. One, he freaks out. He says he doesn't want to do it. And then he gets surly and he gets mad. And then he just like huffs and puffs his way into the car. And the reason that he doesn't want to do it is because when you pull up, when he pulls up and he's driving the car and he's pulling up to high school, he feels kind of independent. But then all of a sudden he has to get out of the car. And you know who else has to get out of the car? His mother yeah. jumps out of the car, runs around and gets into the driver's seat and takes off with the car. And for some reason, that is just so not cool in his book. I'm like, oh, my God, you're stressing out about this. Maybe after the pandemic, kids won't stress out about the small things. Actually, we'll never know because they'll be yeah. like 25 at that point. Oh, God. OK, Lola. <laughs> That sounds great. <laughs> oh, but what about the other stuff that they used to freak out about, you know? Well, to make it about me for just a minute. Oh, let's do that. But on the same note that you just said, I don't necessarily want things to go back to normal. In what way? Just back to the way they were. Like, I want to just take a little more time to enjoy certain things. Hugs. I want to... Dinner with friends. You know, I hope that the stressors that the kids had before seem like joys to have. Like... There's something that the CEO of my company says that 95% of the time bugs me, but I think he's onto something. (laughs) He's like, it's not have to, it's get to. And all of a sudden, Uh, that is so true. mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I wish I could get to do those things again. I would love to, you know. Go grocery shopping without a thought. Yeah, yeah. And I hope that the kids shift into that, too. So it's not all this, oh, I have to do this stuff. I have to go do. I bet they do. You know, that it's. That I I get to do this. Well, we'll see. We'll definitely see because I certainly am not going to go back to the way things were. I wonder if that will really, if that will hold true. I'm not. I'm not going to go into the office five days a week. Oh, yeah. I don't think anybody will do that. I think the I think our workplace has changed. I personally cannot wait to see my coworkers. No, me too. And I think that everybody is, is struggling. I think we're all missing each other worldwide. Mm-hmm. You know, and it because somebody said the other day it was day forty eight of not going into work, or was it thirty eight? Anyway, it was a it was a much bigger number than I knew. Freaked me out. Yeah, That's it a, is a big number. One, there's a gentleman that I work with. He's <sighs> high up in the company, running our department, and he sends out an email every night, mm-hmm. every work night. It wow. says day whatever. Yeah, and it has reflections yeah. of what's gone on, and sometimes it's high level work stuff. Sometimes it's deeply personal. Sometimes oh, it's a call to Eric. Yeah, sometimes it's a call to action where he's looking for what a nice touch, Eric. Yeah, well, the numbers are free. like it, when it was like day one, like we're all in it together, and like the other day it was like day thirty nine, and he's like, we had to put her dog down. I'm like, oh fuck, <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> I felt so terrible. If but, Ruby dies in this, I'm gonna just have a cow. But at the same time, like having uh, a Life window, goes on. well, and knowing. You know, you you keep a certain wall up yeah. when you're in certain positions in the company because that's appropriate. That's your leadership role. Yeah. Yeah. But he just peeled that back. Yeah. And it's really comforting. Yeah. It's really comforting to know that he is uh, feeling a lot of the same things because you it's ah, what the fuck am I trying to say? Like. You know, you just kind of assume, I think, at a wor- in a work a lot of workplaces that there's people and it's like these layers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're 
all on the same same layer with this. Yeah, we have all it's the we've said We're it before all at home trying to work during yeah. a pandemic. It's the great equalizer. Well, it has certainly opened my eyes to what it is like for millions of Americans all the time who pandemic or no pandemic don't know where their next paycheck is coming from, who yeah. are always struggling to find childcare, who go out into the world and get the same dirty looks that I've gotten wearing a mask. Mhm. Mhm. I mean, it's it's nowhere near the same whatsoever, but I have gotten a little teeny sneak Glimpse. peek into what it means to be marginalized yeah. and to struggle yeah. and to fret. Yeah. And I'll, let me tell you, it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. And I will never not be able to unfeel this. Yeah. And I hope that I don't. Yeah. I would like to carry that bit with me to have more understanding and empathy for People who, this is how they feel all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was raised in a family where we actually had to use food stamps. So I can relate to that in such a big way. Oh, let's go down Maudlin Lane and fall into the big fat pit of despair while we're there. Maud, what lane is this? Maudlin. What's that? Oh, it's like, woe is me. <laughs> is, it, is it like the gingerbread man there? Is that Mulberry Lane? Is that... Well, at least we have a new baby in our lives. We do. We have a new baby. And and I don't know when we're going to get to meet her, if we're going to get to meet her. But she's certainly adorable. Regardless of the pandemic, regardless of your kid's stress, regardless of your own stress, there is at least one thing in your life that you can be grateful for. So what is it? One thing. You asking me? Give me one thing. Let's end on a, a note of gratitude every goddamn week during this pandemic. One note of gratitude. Oh, my God. You're putting me on the spot. I'm going to tell you what mine. I'm, it's going to be dumb oh. and small. No, good. Go. Okay. I realized that that Lola, or not Lola, but Tigger was by himself and had been by himself since the pandemic started. And it is just such a huge piece of um, of worry for me. And I'm like, I can't be there. I can't believe I can't believe I can't be there. And it's, you know, it's finals week. And I went, oh, my God. I could just send him a little Happy Day prize because that's what we do in our family. So I went online and I found two of his favorite things and I pressed send and they were not a big deal at all. You know, it was like his favorite um, almonds that are like (laughs) vinegar and salt and vinegar almonds or something like that. Sea salt and vinegar. Yes. And um, lemon cookies because he just loses his mind over lemon cookies. And I felt great about it. And as soon as those almonds landed, I got the happiest phone call ever from him. Yeah. So I'm grateful that there are still ways that I can connect with my son who is stuck in another state and I adore with all my heart. And, you know, that's not going to go anywhere. I'm grateful for that. That's awesome. What are you grateful for? I'm grateful for you and my parents and my two sisters and her husband uh, all being texting each other today with nothing but texts of joy and excitement over the fact that there is a new baby in the family. I mean, it was just this. It was a, a couple hours worth of texts back and forth and funny stuff and pictures yeah. of my sister looking like a goddamn fucking runway model holding a <laughs> new baby <laughs> and the new baby and just knowing that that's happening for them that was just such a bright spot today to so let me get this straight celebrate that i'm grateful for almonds and you're grateful for a new I'm, baby in the family i feel so substandard <laughs> for almonds and i am grateful for the gift of life oh. and for jesus <laughs> On that note, (laughs) goodbye.